This episode, we're talking about a prolific French composer from the 18th century, a man who also happened to be the best chess player in the world. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Audible Chess, where I tell the story of chess through history, fiction, and the games of the masters. This episode, I want to give a shout out to Maxime and also to Eduardo. Thank you both so much for your support. I hope you guys enjoy the episode. It was 1732, and Philidor, who at the time was just six years old, joined the royal choir of Louis XV. The legend is that the king would listen to the choir every day, but since he was often busy with state business, the singers often had to wait around for him to arrive. In an effort to relieve their boredom, one day the boys in the choir began playing chess. Philidor was hooked right away. But he never did give up his love of music. In fact, he became one of the leading opera composers in France. He wrote over 20 operas. But by the age of 14, chess had really got hold of him. That year, he began playing at the well-known Café de la Régence. Philidor became famous throughout the country for his dazzling play, and his admirers included the philosophers Voltaire and Rousseau. During the revolution, he fled France for England. It wasn't his political views that got him into trouble, but rather his history of service at the king's court. Philidor wrote an important book called Analysis of the Game of Chess. If the different pieces of the chessboard could be said to represent different classes in society, Philidor's approach to the game was egalitarian. Here is a quote from the opening of the book. My main purpose is to gain recognition for myself by means of a new idea of which no one has conceived, or perhaps has been unable to practice. That is, good play of the pawns. They are the soul of chess. It is they alone that determine the attack and the defense, and the winning or losing of the game depends entirely on their good or bad arrangement. Before Philidor, pawns were basically considered expendable. All chess games were so-called open games, and it was only a matter of time before most of the pawns were off the board. Philidor brought the closed game into focus. Here's a quote from David Shank's The Immortal Game. He made pawn structure a priority above all else, putting pawns into diagonal arrangements to defend one another, and supporting them from behind with the more prominent pieces. Slowly, his formidable pawn fence would then creep up the board, squeezing the opponent's pieces on the other side. The game this episode is Philidor versus an unknown player. The game took place in 1790, and it's quite a short one at just 16 moves. Check out the show notes for training resources, along with links to the game annotation to study. Thanks everyone for listening, and I hope the show helps improve your chess. 1. Pawn to e4. Pawn to e5. Two, pawn to f4. E pawn takes f4.
What color is the E7 square? It's a dark square. Three, knight to f3. Pawn to g5. Four, bishop to c4. Bishop to g7. The white knight on f3 controls which two center squares? d4 and e5. Five, pawn to h4. Pawn to h6. Six, pawn to d4. Pawn to d6. Which squares are white's bishops on? c1 and c4. Seven, pawn to c3. Pawn to c6. Eight, queen to b3. Queen to e7. Which two white pieces are attacking the pawn on g5? The pawn on h4 and the knight on f3. Nine, castles kingside. Knight to d7. Ten, h pawn takes g5. H-pawn takes g5.
which white piece is attacking the pawn on f7? The bishop on c4. Eleven. Knight takes g5. Queen takes g5. Twelve. Bishop takes f7. Check. King to f8. What square is white's queen on? B3. Thirteen. Bishop takes f4. Queen to h4. Fourteen. Bishop takes d6. Check. Knight to e7. White now has a discovered check with which piece? The rook on f1. Fifteen. Bishop to g6. Check. Bishop to f6. Sixteen. Queen to f7. Checkmate. 